What's going on guys? It's Nick here, back with another video. It's Monday, it's new time, and it's time for the Mock Draft Monday. And uh, this is take number two, well, sort of, not not really the, the full take. I began the Mock Draft in the last one, and I realized running backs were going very high. Now, I have the settings this week. We're going to do a 10-team full PPR Mock Draft, going back to like your usual settings, two running back, two wide receiver, one flex. And I began the draft... Uh, and as you know, um, I'll kind of adjust maybe like the first two rounds to kind of make it seem a little bit normal. It was very running back heavy, so I went in and I upped wide receiver to high. Like, I know it's going to be running back heavy in drafts, especially in a 10-team league, but it was too high. So we ended up randomizing. We got the six pick. I was going to go over basically in the draft how the six pick is a tough one just because of how drafts kind of work out. Um but let's start this one and let's see if it's gonna if it's gonna be any different uh, than the one that we did before. Okay, it looks like it looks like it's gonna be a little bit better putting them on high. So before I had to manually put in Cooper Cup and Justin Jefferson. Neither of them went in the top five, and I was like, well, that's not gonna happen. And I was talking about how the the six pick is tough because you know it's gonna be Taylor, you know it's gonna be McCaffrey. That should be the one two in like all formats, um, as long as it's not like you know like a three wide receiver league. And then I was. Basically saying that I have McCaffrey um, now ahead of Jonathan Taylor in full PPR. So if I was doing this draft, I would have taken McCaffrey first over Jonathan Taylor. In half PPR, it's still Taylor. In standard, it's still Taylor by a good chunk. But I wanted to mention that I do have McCaffrey at one now. Then you know Cup and Jefferson are probably coming off the board uh, in two of the next three picks. It's pretty unlikely either of them make it to six. And then the five pick, I think the five pick should be between basically Eckler and Chase. So I guess you basically just get the leftovers of what people decide not to do there at that next pick. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's a tough one because, you know, you like Chase is a, a pretty big step down from Cup and Jefferson. I think I made the video a while ago in the summer where we broke down Jefferson and Chase. And I had Chase first for a while. I'm looking at things a lot more recently, like it's Jefferson for sure. And I have Jefferson as like the number one wide receiver. So we'll take... Chase, we ended up getting Chase in uh, in the last one as well. The rankings over here, I don't know. They have him at 12. That's not where he should be going. Um, still relatively running back heavy, but we definitely fixed it. Like, again, when I simulated this the first time, we got to my pick at 15. And, like, if I hadn't fixed things, like, I'm not even sure two wide receivers would have been taken. So that's definitely going to happen. But it's also difficult drafting from six because these people kind of kind of get that first pick at that running back spot. It's like Dalvin Cook, Najee Harris, Dal uh, Derrick Henry, Joe Mixon, DeAndre Swift. Those guys are all off of the board. And so we're like, oh, that's unfortunate. Uh, we can no longer double dip, really. We're probably going to have an option of Adams, which would be really nice. But Diggs is off the board, Lamb's off the board, and Kelsey's usually gone. He is in this one as well. Um, and you guys know I, I like Mike Andrews a little bit more, or Mark Andrews, a little bit more in like the late second round, mid-second. It's not as great. So... It's difficult drafting from six. You really want an early first-round pick if you're not going to get that. Sometimes it's better to honestly have more of a later first-round pick. Uh, but we will make do. So, Jamar Chase was our first pick at six overall. What do we do now? Definitely not looking at Josh Allen. As I said, Mark Andrews, I want him in the late seconds. We're not looking at those two positions. If we look at running back, Aaron Jones, Saquon Barkley, Leonard Fournette, uh, Alvin Kamara, and Javonta Williams, I guess are the only ones you'd like possibly consider here. I am pretty sure it's between Jones, Barkley, and Kamara for my rankings. I have it in full PPR right now. Saquon Barkley, then Alvin Kamara, then Aaron Jones. 
odds are none of them make it to my next pick. So if I'm going with running back, I would just take the top projected. That is something I get a lot in like the support emails and like on Discord and everything. People are like, so I just like draft top projected, right? Like just top player in the rankings. No, like if you, if you want to draft the best team possible, you need to think about ADP. If you think you're looking at the draft board um, and you're like, okay, I really like a player who's top projected at 205, but I'm like 90% sure doing mock drafts, looking at ADPs, he'll be there at 306. You don't take him at 205. Even if you're only like 9% sure, you're like, oh, what about the 10% chance it doesn't happen? It's like, if you're pretty confident, if you're even like 75% sure that someone will make it to the next pick, it is still better to not take the top projected player, not take the top ranked player in my rankings, because you're trying to get as many high ranked players as possible. So it's not just about taking the top player, because maybe you can get them later, and now you can get the first and second best players instead of the first and fifth or sixth best player in the ranking. You're just trying to get as many high-ranked players as possible. Sometimes you need to reach a little bit in the rankings to grab someone who's going to go now to get someone later at like a better ADP value, if that makes sense. Listen to it again. If it doesn't, it should. Again, for running back, though, if we're going to go with running back, none of those guys are going to be available, so we're going to have to take just the top player. For wide receiver, it is pretty clear. I mean, Adams is the top guy. I have him 10th in the rankings and Saquon 11th, though it's worth pointing out that they both have exactly a 6 for the value grade, so it's effectively the same pick. Um, theoretically, if you want to play the ADP game here, like if I took Adams, that's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. So I know I said we're probably not going to get one of those running backs, but there's a better chance that at least one of them is there than Adams. 0% chance Adams is going to be the, the next pick. Um, I definitely prefer running back heavy builds. You're kind of dealt again, a very difficult hand getting a mid first round pick. Like obviously if I get an early first, I'm going running back. If I go a late first, I'm very likely to go running back in the middle of the first. You kind of have to be choosing these wide receivers. So I get the people who are like, I thought you were like team running back heavy. Oh, I absolutely am. But kind of thinking about this pick here. I would put it at like a 40% chance that we can get one of these players. And I'd much rather start Chase Adams and then one of these five running backs. If that doesn't end up happening, we might be in a little bit of trouble. But I think it's worth taking that risk because there's a pretty big drop off at wide receiver. So let's take Adams. Let's see what happens at our next pick. It looks like... It is going to work out for us. Wonderful. Okay, so after our pick, we do see Jones, Javonta Williams, Alvin Kamara, and Saquon Barkley all off the board. We see Mark Andrews go late second round like he should. We see T. Higgins, Tyreek Hill, DJ Moore, Mike Evans, and Debo Samuel come off the board. So that leaves us with, at running back, kind of really one player in that elite tier. I mean, I can look at what the value grade is for Leonard Fournette. It's 4.1. For Nick Chubb, it's 3. That's a pretty significant drop in value that is clearly a new tier. You guys know I'm not really all in on James Conner. Um, and then you're definitely in like a whole new tier of running back going with like Zeke, Etienne, uh, Dave Montgomery. Like those players are, are pretty clearly behind Leonard Fournette. And I have definitely been anti-Leonard Fournette on this channel. But at the end of the day, he's the very clear starting running back on one of the best offenses in football he's going to have receptions he's going to have touchdowns he's going to be good when he's healthy 
Like, maybe I do think Rashad White is a very good talent, but at the end of the day, I still do have Leonard Fournette projected as a value. Actually, I have him ranked 12th. His ADP is 13th amongst running backs. I have him projected to go with the 210, 20th overall. We're at 26. It's just a good pick. And especially when you factor in that we've taken Chase and Adams, it's very good that we ended up with one running back here. So we will take Leonard Fournette and we will see what is there at our next pick. It looks like I'll have a decision to make after just talking badly about James Conner, about drafting James Conner. I was hoping Pitts would make it to our next pick. He doesn't, goes with the 310. That kind of stinks. Um, a lot of wide receivers come off the board, uh, which is cool by us because we started off wide receiver, wide receiver. Uh, but unfortunately, Nick Chubb goes. That was probably the one running back you really wanted there. But A.J. Brown, Pittman, who's having like a really, really good camp. He's going to be phenomenal this season. Uh, Keenan Allen, McLaurin, Mike Williams, Dante Johnson, just your, your stud wide receivers. Again, Pitts goes 310. Nick Chubb goes 402. We're sitting here at the 405. Again, we have Jamar Chase, Devonta Adams, Leonard Fournette. A very, very strong trio of players. We are leaning anything that is not wide receiver. I'll pull up uh, the roster here so you can see it. This is not a three wide receiver league. If we draft wide receiver here, we have to play them in the flex. That means that we need to be getting a really good value for doing that. I'm looking at the top players, Jalen Waddle, Cook, Sutton, Metcalf, Robinson, Brown, Mooney. I think that we're in a massive tier of wide receiver right now where many of them are the same. Many of them have similar upside. I like a lot of the players here. I will not be taking wide receiver. Kittle, Waller options, but we just missed out on uh, Pitts. I would much rather chance it. See if we go there in the fifth round. Not going tight end. Josh Allen, still on the board. I do have Josh Allen ranked 27th. We're at 35. I have done my absolute best to not only attempt to honestly like under project Josh Allen. Like I've tried to bring down his projection. I have artificially deflated his value. So his value should be higher than it is. I have gone in and like put in adjustments to make sure that quarterbacks don't shoot up draft boards and doing all of that in a 10 team league. He should be going at 307, a 10 team league. You maybe lean a little bit more towards quarterback and um, and tight end just because everyone's going to have good running backs. Everyone's going to have good wide receivers. Not everyone's going to have Josh Allen. Not everyone's going to have Travis Kelsey. So those players are a little bit more valuable. So I think that's the pick. It's the best pick by ADP. Uh, the best running back pick I do have actually as Travis Etienne. Um, and there's definitely a chance we can get him at the next pick. It's unlikely, but there's at least a chance that it happens. Um and I just think, I mean, the 405, Josh Allen, it, it just feels like a very, very good pick. It's also a pick you can make a lot more if you think you're playing in a league that like you're probably going to be a contender for. So if you're pretty confident in this league that, and we're not going to get Etienne, unfortunately, if you're pretty confident that like you're going to be competing, um, it can still be a competitive league, but like you feel good about your chances. You can also be more risky with tight end and quarterback because we're going to know really good names to draft in the mid and late rounds. And we can kind of make up maybe reaching a little bit for those positions. Uh, still, I am totally team quarterback in round six through nine. That is the best range to take quarterback. But I will forego that if we can get Josh Allen out of value. Again, I try to artificially deflate his value. It's still very high. So our team, through four rounds, 
Jamar Chase, Devonta Adams, Leonard Fournette, Josh Allen. We have the option here of going for a super team. Super teams are going to have a top three quarterback, a top three wide receiver, a top three tight end, and a top three running back. Like a super team has all of that. Well, we've got a top three quarterback. If we take tight end here, we've got a chance of doing that, a very good chance of doing that. Chase, theoretically, Chase and Adams could both be top three wide receiver. Fournette could get lucky with touchdowns. If we don't go with tight end early on, we're kind of throwing that out the picture and we're saying, all right, we're just going to double dip late. Uh, so I, I'm kind of leaning towards thinking about tight end here. I have Darren Waller at the 405. We're at the 506. So I have Waller at 35, Kittle at 37. Again, a little bit more valuable in 10-team leagues. Use the 10-team rankings if you're in a 10-team league. I'm questioning two of the teams around this turn already have tight end. Team 9 and Team 10 are probably not going to take them. So there are four picks that will go by between our next pick that only have the chance of being tight end. And honestly, I have them so close, I'm cool with either one of them. I'd prefer Waller, though. And if I could get one of Waller or Kittle, like steal them in round six, that's a very, very good start to this draft. I think it's worth the risk because we can find tight ends later on that'll be okay. And I think securing a player here would be really, really nice for us because we're going to start to see that drop off at running back and wide receiver. Looking at these two positions, I do think running back is very clearly Cam Akers. Gibson loses another fumble. He's going to get goal line vultured from um, Brian Robinson, early down vulture from Brian Robinson, third downs vultured from McKissick. Like Gibson's not a good pick. He's simply not. I have him way down in the rankings. Jacob's going to get vultured. Dobbins coming off a torn ACL. Mitchell, there's going to be a billion running backs on the team to get work. Like there are problems with every running back here and still Akers. But at least there's a chance that Akers is the lead back on one of the best offenses in football. It's just that's just a good thing to do. Find elite offenses, get their running backs. And so Akers is a very strong pick here. If you're looking at wide receiver, like I love Allen Robinson. Um, but honestly, Bateman would be a good pick at our next pick, which you can definitely still get. Michael Thomas, Godwin, Wonder St. Brown, Juju, Elijah Moore, Thielen, Gabriel Davis. Like there's a billion. We're going to be able to get one of them. We already have Chase and Adams, I think, optimally. If we can get Akers here, get a tight end, we're in very, very, very good shape for this draft. So there goes Akers, and I think we're going to do it. Okay, very much worth the risk. Draft board we pull up. We see Lamar Jackson go. We see Patrick Mahomes go. We see no tight ends come off the board. Uh, Gibson's off the board. Dobbins off the board. And then we see Amari Cooper, Allen Robinson, Darnell Mooney, and DK Metcalf. We can very much assume that these tight ends will not be their next pick. No reason to play the ADP game. Take our top projected. If you wanted to take Kittle here instead because you have Devonta Adams, I'm cool with that. If you want to not go with the rankings, be like, oh, I don't want to like add that correlation to my lineup. I don't think it matters all that much. They're going to be a very good offense. They're going to be a very consolidated offense. The odds that there are very many weeks when both Adams and Waller are bad. I mean, how many times is that going to happen? Like, unless they happen to rush in for like four touchdowns or they completely stopped on offense, 
all of the offense is flowing through Adams, Waller, Renfro, Jacobs, White. Pretty much everything is flowing through that. That's consolidated. It's a good offense, great division. I'm I'm, I'm fine double dipping on Adams and Waller. Again, if you want to take Kittle, that's fine. Or if you're concerned about, um, especially in full PPR, like my take there, like, you know, in, in full PPR, like Waller's going to catch more passes than Kittle. Um, if you're concerned about the hamstring, that's also okay. Um, they don't seem concerned. It's as of recording this, you know, it's, it's August 14th. We've got how many weeks until the start of the season? Waller doesn't need to be practicing right now. They have plenty of chemistry. He's a great wide receiver, or tight end, basically a wide receiver playing tight end. Like he doesn't need to be practicing. I'm not worried. So I love our team so far. Starting lineup, Josh Allen, Leonard Fournette, Cam Akers, Jamar Chase, Devonta Adams, Darren Waller. We're now on to bench and flex spot. Again, you don't need to build like this, but if you can kind of squeak in right before runs happen, it's a good idea. We snuck in Josh Allen kind of, I mean, I guess we took him around before these other quarterbacks, but like he's worth around above every other quarterback. Now we see all these quarterbacks coming off the board, but like we're going to beat everyone each week at the quarterback position. We're going to beat a ton of teams at the tight end position. It's just gaining these edges in a little bit of smaller league sizes. So at running back, Jacobs is there. Again, I don't love him. Um, I think you wait at this spot. In a full PPR league, I have to assume that the wide receivers here are for sure on my team being started over these running backs. So I would honestly rather these next two rounds just double dip at wide receiver, ensure that you've got four really, really strong options that every week flex is covered at wide receiver. Um, if we look, my guess is Amonra St. Brown is the top projected wide receiver. Um, I will confirm that so I don't lead you guys astray. Gabriel Davis. Oh, St. Brown is a little bit down, I guess. But it's Gabriel Davis. So I have it Gabriel Davis, then Rashad Bateman, then Amonor St. Brown. Everyone else that would be there is off the board, correct? Yes. So Gabriel Davis. Rashad Bateman, Amoner St. Brown. However, let's play the ADP game. ADP-wise, if we're looking at like the overall rankings here, there's a good chance Gabriel Davis might still be there. He's the fifth projected wide receiver in terms of this ADP, but there are also other players thrown in. I think we might be able to wait and get Gabriel Davis. Amoner St. Brown, Rashad Bateman, well, we're probably just going to have to pick which one we want there. Um, I am in love with both of them. Uh, the projections are very similar. So uh, Rashad Bateman is at 230.6. Mona St. Brown is at 229.9. So we were at 0.7 points difference. That is seven yards. You take the best one. Whenever you see a projection off by seven total yards over a whole season, take the one you feel better about. Um, I think for me, I would rather here take Bateman because I just want a chance that one of St. Brown or Gabriel Davis is there. Bateman's going earlier by ADP. I have him best in the rankings, at least by a little bit. It just makes more sense to go with Bateman. Hope that St. Brown or Gabriel Davis is there at your next pick. Unfortunately, it does not work out. Oh, my goodness. So close. So a lot of wide receivers go. This team's already got five wide receivers. Oh, my goodness. Multiple teams have five wide receivers here. But, yeah, Gabriel Davis goes at 708. 
And then the pick before us, 804, Amoner St. Brown off the board. We also lose out on Elijah Moore, Hunter Enfro, and Adam Thielen. All come off the board. That is rather unfortunate. Oof, right? <laughs> so let's look at the rankings. It looks like we kind of have a few players left in that next tier. Devonta Smith, Brandon Ayuk. I don't know if I'd even consider Lockett really in that grouping. Let's see. Yeah, drop down for Lockett. So it is really Devonta Smith, Brandon Ayuk right there. Um, I believe Ayuk is before. Yes, Ayuk is before Devonta Smith. I've, I've moved Ayuk up a lot in the, the rankings recently. So I have him now as the wide receiver 35. He has a wide receiver 37 ADP. Uh, that's not a good enough value to show up as value in the projections, but technically it's two wide receiver spots of value. But yeah, I've moved him up a lot. Um, having a phenomenal camp. I still have plenty of concerns about this passing attack. It's going to be more inconsistent than people think. It's going to be lower volume than people think. At the end of the day, he's having a phenomenal camp. He's clearly going to be involved in this offense very heavily. He's a good pick at this spot in the draft. And if we don't need quarterback, we don't need tight end. I think grabbing him here makes a lot of sense. Uh, you could argue that like Sanders, Edmonds, Hunt, Pollard, I guess that's like kind of like a, a really good grouping that will want one of them. Maybe we should. Let's look at the running backs here. So it's kind of interesting. It's, it's set up to where this section of the draft I think is more likely to lean towards wide receiver. I mean, especially this team that has like Jonathan Taylor, Kamara, Etienne, Christian McCaffrey, Barkley, James Conner, Eckler, Javonta Williams, Zeke. Like these teams have a lot of running backs and some of them are lacking a little bit of wide receiver. So they're more likely to lean wide receiver. Whereas the teams on the back end of the draft went more wide receiver heavy. They're going to lean more running back. And since the turn here is leaning more teams that are probably going to pick more wide receivers, I would think take a Hope that one of the running backs falls to you and you can get an even better value. So that's what I'm going to end up doing. Let us see what ends up happening. It's not always going to work, but if you can kind of like look at teams and see, I mean, it looks like, excuse me, looks like we're going to end up being right. So all these teams that took running back early, they lean towards quarterback. They lean towards wide receiver. A lot of wide receivers come off the board. Stevenson and Pollard are the only running backs to come off the board. So it worked. We'll take our top running back. Uh, who I actually don't, I think it's Sanders. Kareem Hunt. Interesting. I don't believe there's a chance that we can get Sanders and Hunt. What's the difference between them? Hunt, 193.6 for the projection. Sanders, 192.4. Another one only off by, what even is that? 1.2 total points across the entire season. Um, Tough, so tough to say. We got that first preseason game, right? Uh, Eagles offense looks fantastic driving down the field. The Eagles offense scores very easily. Sanders in there on every single play. He catches multiple passes with the first team offense. He looks fantastic. Like, it just looks beautiful, right? But all the other running backs were, like, injured. They were missing time. They weren't playing. And so I'd gain more confidence in Sanders had they been playing and he still got every single snap on first team. 
they weren't there. So we don't technically know what the status is, what a typical drive would be. Hopefully they do play in the next preseason game. We can gain a lot more data on that. Um, but it was definitely encouraging. Also with the hunt, I'm kind of projecting the, uh, like I'm projecting the like, basically like 10 games, I think is where it's at right now for the suspension for Watson. It's probably going to be a year, let's be honest. And so you've got that kind of risk thrown in there that he doesn't get traded, that it's a year with like either Brissett or maybe Jimmy G, but like definitely would be a downgrade. And I'd probably like Sanders more. And if I think that's going to happen, I feel like maybe I'm going to lean Sanders and Hey, who knows off chance, maybe Kareem Hunt's still on the board. He's an X by ADP. He's not, but I think, I think going with Sanders there does make sense. I, I you do gain a little bit of confidence seeing how well he played with the first team. Um, even if it's only one drive, like that involvement was really good. The offense was clearly clicking. They're doing well in camp. Um, but yeah, projections do say hunt. There are worlds. There's just so many outcomes with hunt. It's kind of hard to know which one of them is going to hit. So our team, in terms of running backs, Leonard Fournette, Cam Akers, Miles Sanders, in terms of wide receivers, Jamar Chase, Devonta Adams, Rashad Bateman, Brandon Uke, Josh Allen, a quarterback, Darren Waller, at tight end no quarterback no tight end wide receiver is getting thin but we've got some trending names that we can definitely start to consider soon um, i want to pull up the wide receiver specific rankings and kind of look at that right now because like we're, we're in this kind of i would argue gross uh, would be the word that i would kind of use for the ranger in right now um it looks like Olave, I think, is the top. Yeah, Olave looks like the top player. But, you know, all these guys are like, fine. But MVS can't catch. You know, Gallup, not going to be healthy to start the season. DJ Chark, not a lot of confidence there. Not a lot of confidence in Landry, honestly. Parker hasn't been playing well recently in the offense. Itself hasn't been playing well in camp for New England. Sky Moore did not even see a snap with. Patrick Mahomes, that was a little bit concerning. Tyler Boyd has capped upside, and I have Jamar Chase. Russell Gage is currently hurt. Brady's missing his center. Brady's not getting time in camp right now to develop with Gage. Like, you can go through. Uh, Garrett Wilson was playing, you know, with backups. Like, there there are issues with, like, all of these players. So I do actually think Olave, like, being top on the board here, like, I, I think that's probably, like, your, your play. But I don't like many of them. And if we kind of waited at running back, I think it might be smart of us to like just attack the running back position one more time, maybe even another time, because there are players that are trending that we can get later in the draft that are just performing really well that I want on my bench. Uh, and if I wait too long at running back, I'm not going to get any of those. So I'm pretty sure I'll go back to the running back rankings here. I'm pretty sure Penny like just has to be the top. I mean, he's the number one running back. I think um, I don't remember what exactly happened in preseason week one, but I know he started. Uh, I know that Kenneth Walker did not play on third downs. I don't think did not play in hurry up. I, I don't quote me on that, but I don't think he did. Um, Penny's the one right now. And if he can stay healthy into the season, he's going to be really good. Um, yeah, Penny is Penny is ahead of the people on this list. So we'll take Penny. We'll see what's there at running back. Got a nice value with Penny there. Interesting. Who came off the board? That's what I'm curious about. Pierce does come off the board. I was wondering where Pierce was going to go. 
Because so I have Pierce very, very close to Penny in the rankings, but Penny would have been off the board too. So Pierce goes, Singletary, Ronald Jones, um, Cordell Patterson. We would have taken probably Melvin Gordon or Hines in our next picks. That kind of stinks. Uh, Garrett Wilson off the board, Sky Moore, Jacoby Myers. So Olave is still there. Olave was our top pick last time. I think it makes sense to take Olave. Um, kind of thinking about how we're going to end this draft. Four picks left. I would like at least two of them to be wide receivers. So we're probably going to do two wide receivers, two running backs. I think we take Olave. We probably take a running back with our next pick. Then we go into like one of the sleepers for wide receiver, end it with running back. But honestly, if we see a bunch of sleepers at wide receiver at our next pick, after this one, after the next two we're taking, we might go wide receiver, running back, running back, sleeper, defense. That's how I think you do it. But I don't think we risk it one more time. We take Olave, great talent, um, clearly gelling in camp. They give a lot to get him. He's going to be out there every play. He's just he's just a good pick. There's really nothing much to say about, about Olave. So take him there. Um, top running back. Interested, so... I'm probably going to have to move Michael Carter up more in the rankings. I'm not going to draft him, and he's not the top running back in the rankings. Um, I actually don't even know who is. I'm going to have to keep scrolling, scrolling. But he like clearly played with the first team. He's clearly going to have a role. It's not a good offense, and it's it's like he's one of those players where it's like he's going to have a role, and then it's going to dwindle. And so it's like, sure, you could have him to start the season, but who really cares all that much? Like, just... It, does, it doesn't make a lot of sense to draft Michael Carter if you're thinking about a championship. Maybe to start the year, he plays off his ADP. But to close the year, they're going to be using Brees Hall. So it's kind of one that's going to deteriorate. We want players that are going to get better throughout the year. But that's kind of like, I, I'm still probably going to move Carter up in the rankings and Hall like a little bit down because uh, it was a little bit concerning the usage in that first preseason game. So who is top in the rankings now? Henderson off the board. Yeah, we are definitely in a gross range. I think... Now, I'm not one to handcuff. But if there was a player I was going to handcuff, it might be Fournette with Rashad White. I think it makes a lot of sense if that's a player I'm concerned about. If we're concerned sometimes about injuries with Leonard Fournette. Well, hey, I I you know I abandoned running back for like a little bit in this draft. I do need it to work out. If Fournette gets hurt and I don't have a backup, like that does hurt my team in a 10-team league for sure. If Renek gets hurt, I feel pretty good that Rashad White is going to have like a really good role, and so I'm just kind of securing that. I think it is fine to do. Um, if you wanted to go with James Robinson here, you could. Uh, Jamal Williams would be a good pick. Khalil Herbert would be a good pick. Um, Brian Robinson would be a good pick. I just think, let's get the backup, especially the pass-catching specialist backup in Rashad White. I'm thinking we honestly just take... I think we just take another one of the running backs we like here, but they'll probably be there. I don't know. I mean, if this was my actual draft, this is what I'm probably doing. I'm probably just taking George Pickens here. And I'm still looking at wide receivers, some like really good options. How many do we have? Fournette, Akers, Sanders, Penny, Rashad White. We have five running backs. We're only going to start two each week, so that's fine. Jamar Chase, Adams, Bateman, Ayuk, Olave, Pickens we'd be taking seven wide receivers and five I think we can do that because we're going to start three wide receivers so again you could take Robinson you could take Jamal Williams um, Daryl Williams would be fine Brian Robinson would be fine Zamir White would be fine with this pick 
all perfectly good picks. Uh, Ernest Johnson, if you want some upside. Um, I mean, Nico Collins is a good pick at wide receiver. Osborne, Palmer, Christian Watson, if you want some upside. Wandale. There's a lot of good wide receiver picks, and I think a lot of these wide receivers are going to like contribute to where we might be able to use them on like a rotational basis. So let's see who we have in the rankings. I think it actually might be Julio. Yeah, Julio right ahead of Wandale. Very, very close. And then that's right ahead of John Dots. It's actually Julio, Wandale, Pickens. But, I mean, they're all projected by like one point. I think I just like Pickens a little bit more. And then Dotson. All right. And that actually, that kind of makes, uh, that kind of makes sense. Julio's a player that we're going to know. We're going to know exactly in week one exactly how good he is going to look. He's probably going to be his freshest in week one. He's going to be used plenty in week one. If he goes out there and he has one target in the red zone, nothing between the 20s, we drop him. We add one of, especially in a 10-team league, one of the incredible options that will be available on free agency after week one. And if he happens to do well, he's probably going to shatter this ADP. So we will take uh, defense. I can pull up the defense rankings and kind of like look at those with you guys uh, my defense rankings again are pretty heavily weighted towards the first four weeks of the season because we're just streaming defense we're not looking for one to play for the full time um, it looks like top three are gone of 49ers there no 49ers not there chargers and actually chargers the one that kind of uh breaks it so chargers have like a, a really really strong defense but their first weeks are versus the first the raiders at chiefs then if you can survive that versus jaguars at texans so you get two kind of uh two kind of weeks there um 49ers though play at bears bears offensive line can't do anything um but yeah it's rams colts bills 49ers chargers that's how i have it right now so here's the team it's way better than 80 ranking, I promise you. Josh Allen, Leonard Fournette, Cam Akers, Jamar Chase, Devonta Adams, Darren Waller, Rashad Bateman, Chargers defense, Bench, Brandon Ayuk, Miles Sanders, Rashad Penny, Chris Olave, Rashad White, George Pickens, and Julio Jones. I'll be back tomorrow, live, 8 p.m. Eastern on YouTube to do an underdog draft with you guys, answer any questions you have. If you have any questions, Come to the live draft. I'll answer all of those. Wednesday, no idea what the video is. It's going to be, uh, I don't know, some sort of like top five video. And then Thursday is going to be a player breakdown. I don't have one yet. So if you have something you want to put in the comment section, any sort of trio of players you want broken down, how to rank them, put that in the comment section. Upvote the ones you agree with. That, my friends, is the end of this one. Hope you all did enjoy. If you did, how about hitting the like button and how about subscribing to the channel if you're new here. But thanks for watching.